Welcome to the Cody Felger Podcast, a podcast dedicated to talking Colts football. Here is your host, Cody Felger. Well, we're in off-season mode now. Welcome back to the Cody Felger Podcast. I'm your host as always, Cody Felger. Alongside me, Derek Larger as usual. Derek, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, Cody. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, and despite the lack of Colts coverage right now, as the Colts have broken until training camp takes place at the end of July, early August, uh, I thought that this podcast could be more focused in on a few things. First off, we wanted to play fact or fiction, so I'll read a statement to you, and then you say whether you think it's fact or fiction, and let's get to it. Okay, the first question for fact or fiction, Derek. The Colts will start off the 2019 regular season with a win. Again, they're traveling to Los Angeles to play the Chargers in week one. What do you think? For me, this is a little bit of a difficult one. You know, everyone has their differing opinions, but one thing we've learned from the Colts since they've had Andrew Luck, they've not always been notorious for getting off to great starts, especially against teams that are actually really good. A a team like the Chargers, who again, will obviously be playing for the playoffs this year alongside us. And it's for that exact reason that I will give the Indianapolis Colts uh, a little chance to win this game. So I think that is going to be fiction just simply because we're used to not having great starts. Yeah, I think it's really tough for me, especially since, you know, the Chargers, I think, are one of the most complete teams in the NFL and the AFC and so it's really hard to give the Colts, you know, if the Colts were at home, I might give them a better chance, but I think I'm going to go fiction as well, just because the Chargers are probably one of the top five teams in the NFL as far as talent's concerned. Okay, for the next question, the Colts will win more games in 2019 than in 2018. Yeah, that was a good one. I think that uh, a lot of people were uh, pretty high on the Colts record this year, even with the schedule being as difficult as it is in some spots. I believe that this Colts team is a much better team than it was last year. And I think had we not gotten off to such a slow start in the beginning, I think that uh, this Colt, that last year's Colts team would have had more wins than what it did. But with it being a fully healthy Andrew Luck and a whole year under the Frank Reich system, the new additions of talent that we got on both sides, I believe this team will be better. So I think it is a fact that the Colts will have more wins this next season than they did in 2018. That's a good one. I I think this is where we might vary a little bit just because I think the Colts' schedule is a lot harder. And you look at some of the quarterbacks that they played last year, and obviously you brought up the point that they started off very poorly at 1-5, and five, but I kind of look at some of the quarterbacks that the Colts play this year, and you know they're not playing the Derek Andersons anymore. You know, they're not playing the Blake Bortles, Cody Kessler. I guess they will still play them, but they'll play Nick Foles, who's a little bit of a better quarterback, I'd say. And uh, the Colts are playing some of the top quarterbacks in the league, so I think right around the same record or maybe one less is kind of where I'd go, so I'm going to go fiction on that one. Yeah, to add on to your point there, Cody, I think that you're right. The level of quarterbacks that the Colts are going to be playing this year is a lot more uh, is a lot more challenging for sure. But I think that a couple of the teams that uh, have an upgrade in quarterback, you know, obviously you have the Falcons, who I don't really think their roster is really great right now. Their defense is still very subpar. I mean, the only really great player they have on there is their linebacker core, and that's really good. 
But other than that, and then Jacksonville, obviously they have Nick Foles, like you mentioned, but the rest of their team is a little uh, weary. You know, they don't really have a main wide receiver threat right now. They're kind of in the same situation as the Redskins. Their offensive line is average at best at the moment. They're, they did get rid of some of their defensive players. Uh, I think it was Taj Gibson and Malik uh, Jackson who definitely are were key parts to that defense last year. Obviously, the tensions with Jalen Ramsey, we don't know uh, what that could lead to. So I, I think you're right that definitely the quarterbacks is an issue, and that's going to be something that Eberflus is going to have to scheme for. But I think a couple of those teams, the team itself that they're playing against is not as good as they would normally be. Yeah, I mean, you make some fair points there, Derek. I definitely agree with you on the fact that Jacksonville as a whole, their offense really isn't that talented, um, or maybe, you know, they're very troubled off the field. And so um, you bring up some good points. It'll be interesting to see, though, what Nick Foles can bring to this offense, if he can bring much at all. I mean, we don't really know. Uh, And so, okay, so the next question is, the Colts will have a 1,000-yard rusher. So I'm assuming that's going to be Marlon Mack. Now, this one's interesting just because you have so many different options this year for the Colts. Uh, Definitely Naheem Hines. I don't believe Naheem's going to be that guy, so it would definitely have to be Marlon Mack. Uh, Let's see. With, obviously, the additions of everyone else, I still don't think that's going to diminish Marlon Mack's role because everyone has kind of been saying we all have kind of made the... We've seen Quentin Nelson with the hat run the damn ball. You know, that's pretty much how the Colts are going into this offseason. I know that even though Andrew Luck's got a couple new toys, obviously Chris Ballard and Frank Reich think alike. Rhyme there is great. They they think the exact same way that they need to run the ball consistently. They need to be able to dominate up front, and that helps keep Andrew Luck in line. And for as slow as the Colts started out last year, they still had Marlon Mack get 1,000 yards from scrimmage last year which I definitely think is easily possible to do this season. So I'm going to go with fact that the Colts will have a 1,000-yard rusher by the end of the 2019 season. I think I'm going to go fact as well, simply because you looked at Marlon Mack's stats from last year. He played in only 12 games. He was injured at the beginning of the year. Um, I think he hurt his hamstring, and so he was out for a handful of games there. So he played 12 games. He had 195 rushes, 908 yards, and nine touchdowns in 12 games. And so if you factor that into 16 games, he's well over 1,000 yards. And so I think it's going to be – it all depends on if Marlon Mack can stay healthy. But if he can stay healthy, I think he definitely, no doubt, will be a 1,000-yard rusher and maybe even a 1,500-yard rusher. I mean, who knows? But I think – I so I would definitely say fact, Derek. I would agree with you there. Okay, so for the next one, we're going to move on to the Colts receivers now. T.Y. Hilton will have a better 2019 statistical season than in 2018. This one's a tough one simply because we know last year, I mentioned it a couple weeks back, that T.Y. Hilton was dealing with a lot of injuries last year, but yet still put up some decent numbers. And with the additions of a Devin Funchess and a Paris Campbell, I think that definitely makes it more difficult for T.Y. Hilton to replicate any great season that he has. That's a tough one. I think that simply off of what I just stated there, that the Colts have so many other opportunities on the offense now. 
this is no knock towards T.Y. Hilton at all, just simply because I think his role will slightly diminish just because of how many other receivers they have now. So I think it will be fiction that T.Y. Hilton has a statistically better year from his last year as a Colt. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I asked was just simply because, you know, T.Y. Hilton was injured for those last couple games of the season, and so maybe he wasn't at 100%. So I guess I was asking that because it's like if T.Y. Hilton is at 100%, could he put up better numbers? But you bring up some good points there of now the Colts have more guys to spread the ball around with. I mean, last year you look at it, before adding uh, Dontrell Inman, I mean, the Colts, who do they really have besides Eric Ebron? You know, Jack Doyle's in and out of the lineup with injuries. And really, it was Ebron and T.Y. Hilton for a while there. And so um, I think with the addition of Devin Funches, the addition of Paris Campbell, the addition of some of these guys, you know, Naheem Hines kind of finding more of a receiving niche um, in the Colts offense. I think that the ball will be spread around a lot. And I don't think that's a bad thing. But maybe for T.Y. Hilton fantasy owners, that might not be music to their ears. But uh, I would definitely say... In my opinion, I think that that is fiction as well, just simply because of the fact that the Colts have a lot more weapons than they did in 2018. Okay, so for the next one, sticking with the receivers, Devin Funches will have double-digit touchdowns. I think that this is fiction as well. Uh, I think Devin Funches is a very talented guy who definitely scores in uh, spurts. I don't think he's a very consistent wide receiver in that. And let's be honest, I mean, with Andrew Luck in the system that he runs, he really does spread the ball around. No guy really dominates in touchdown in the touchdown category for Indianapolis. Now, obviously, Ebron was that last year because he was obviously the red zone guy. Now, whether or not, you know, the Colts continue to look for Devin Funches in the red zone, I know that contrary to popular belief, Andrew Luck loves to target T.Y. Hilton in the red zone just because of how amazing he is at catching the football that could be something to look out for but with every every uh receiving option like I said from the last question just for how many different uh aspects how many different receiving threats that the Colts have right now I think that it would be fiction for to think Devin Funches would have double digit touchdowns for next season interesting because I'm going to say just the opposite I believe that Frank Reich knows Devin Funches is 6'4", 236 pounds. And I think Frank Reich, you know, we saw how he schemes up players, right? He schemes up players like he schemed up Eric Ebron for being that major red zone threat. And he puts guys in positions to win. And so, you know, I think Frank Reich will simply look at Devin Funches and give him opportunities. And if Funches produces, which I believe that he can if he just cleans up a few mechanical things, um, I think that I think that it's very, very plausible for him to have double-digit touchdowns simply because I believe that Frank Reich will use him the way that he's probably was never been used in his career, especially in Carolina. And I honestly think he has a more accurate quarterback now that can get him those high jump balls. You know, no knock on Cam Newton, but I believe that Andrew Luck's a better and more accurate quarterback than Cam Newton. And so I think that it's going to be a fact simply because Frank Reich and this offense are built on using the player's strengths to their advantage and creating mismatches on offense for the defense. And so I'm going to go fact on this one. And so the next one, our last receiver question here, Paris Campbell will have a Percy Harvin-like impact on the Colts offense. Now, when you think of Percy Harvin, you think of the guy who makes big plays. You know, he's 
he's agile, he's quick. You just don't seem to expect him to blow you away with all the speed that he has. And obviously, you have a lot of that in Paris Campbell. Now, whether or not Paris Campbell becomes the kick returner or punt returner, that could be plausible. We never know with uh, with Frank Reich. You never know if he definitely thinks that uh, Paris Campbell could make something like that happen. But I do see a lot of the resemblance. A guy with good hands, guy with a lot of speed, just makes plays whenever you don't expect it. So I think that it is a fact, especially with it being his first season, I do think it is a fact that Paris Campbell will have the same kind of impact as like a Percy Harvin does for the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, for our next one, Eric Ebron will have more touchdowns in 2019 than in 2018. I know that Eric Ebron mentioned in his uh, in the offseason, he said 17 touchdowns or more is the goal. You know, obviously he wants to um, obviously get more touchdowns. Who doesn't want to? But it comes back to the same thing that I kept saying. And what you said about Devin Funches is that they have so many other guys now that just make plays and make touchdowns. And if you're correct that Devin Funches is going to possibly have double-digit touchdowns in the red zone, that was where Eric Ebron made most of his touchdowns was in the red zone. So ultimately, I don't think that he will have as many touchdowns as he did. I know that he was uh, injured he says he was injured for most of uh, or part of last year. Obviously, he had that surgery to correct whatever problem that was. But I think that to think going in, he's going to get 15 or more touchdowns again. I think it's just a little implausible just with how much other talent we have. So I'm going to go with fiction on Ebron having more touchdowns this season than he did in 2018. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. And I think, you know, as much as the Colts will scheme up Eric Ebron, I think the addition of Jack Doyle, the return of Jack Doyle, rather, will take away some of his snaps. And, I mean, you saw that when Jack Doyle was healthy. I mean, Doyle was definitely out-snapping Ebron by a large margin. And even Mo Cox was starting to out-snap Ebron before Doyle went down. And so I think that Ebron will still get a good amount of touchdowns. But I think, like you mentioned, Derek, the Colts have so many weapons now, so many competent weapons that can catch the football that I think that going to Ebron for every single touchdown won't be necessary anymore. And that's a good thing for the Colts offense where they don't need to rely on two guys to score for them anymore. They can rely on four, five, six guys to score for them now. And so I definitely agree with you there. Okay, so now I want to shift over to the Colts offensive line. And this is the fact and fiction for this one. The Colts offensive line will be better in 2019 than they were in 2018. This is probably the hot topic of the whole thing because obviously your immediate instinct is to tell, yes, the Colts offensive line is definitely going to be better. Now, I don't know because just simply how good they were last year. I mean, they were the best offensive line collectively of any group in the entire NFL and almost wasn't even close. I mean, you only gave up 18 sacks. You had one of statistically one of the best rushing years that you've had in a long, long time. It's really difficult for me to sit here and say as good as these guys are. And even with an extra year of experience, I mean, that that was definitely great experience for Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith for two young guys and Ryan Kelly now being back and being re-signed and 
Anthony Costanzo saying this is the best he feels, and Mark Lewinsky finally possibly being the right guard for us now completely. I, I would like to think so, but it's really difficult for me to say that they would be better, not just duplicate it, but to be better than they were last season. So I'm going to say just a little bit here on the fiction side that the offensive line will be better in 2019 than they were in 2018. Okay, I'll say one word that the Colts have lacked for I don't even know how long among the offensive line, and that word is cohesion. Cohesion. The Colts have not had the same starting lineup in the Andrew Luck era, I don't think an entire season. I don't think they've ever had the same offensive line coming back from the previous season. And so this is the first time that Andrew Luck has ever had the same five offensive linemen coming back in the NFL. That is crazy to me. And I just have to think that with this cohesion, with these guys who now know each other very, very well, I mean, they hang out all the time. I think that this offensive line will take a step forward, maybe not necessarily in the pass blocking department, but I think one thing that Frank Reich has really emphasized this season is getting better at the running game. He's very, very much emphasized that he wants to be a top five, top 10 rushing offense. And so I think the Colts will get up there. I don't know if they will be a top five rushing offense, but I definitely could see them be a, a top 10 rushing offense, especially with the emphasis on the running game. And so I'm going to say that it's fact, just simply because I think the running game is going to improve significantly. And I think that the pass blocking is still going to be on par with how it was last year. Okay, now shifting over to the other side of the field, to the defense. We'll start with the defensive line, and we'll start with Danico Autry. Danico Autry is a secret superstar in the Colts defense. Fact or fiction? Uh, I think that he's already proven what kind of superstar he was last season. Obviously, the numbers aren't amazing. We obviously know that. But when you look at pass rushing, he was obviously the most consistent and the most aggressive on the defensive line for us. Most people I've seen on Twitter have stated that he's the uh, basically the superstar in the making. He's the uh, underrated or under overlooked kind of guy on our defensive line that we don't really think about. And a lot of us didn't even know who he was at first when we signed him. But sure enough, he's dominated in several games against the Cowboys and against the Texans last year in pivotal games that we absolutely needed him. So, yeah, with the additions of Justin Houston and some of the defensive linemen we have now, I think it is pretty easy to overlook him. But I think it is fact that Danico Autry is that hidden gem, that hidden superstar on the defensive line that the Colts don't even know they have. Right. I would say yes. I would say fact. Just simply because Danico Autry also was banged up a couple times, but when he was on the field, man, like he had a streak there near the end of the season where, man, he was racking up the sacks. He was blocking field goals. He was a disruption. He was a problem for the opposing offenses. And and so I think Similar to Marlon Mack, I think if Danico Autry can play 16 games, I think he will no doubt be a Pro Bowl. I mean, the guy was a Pro Bowl alternate last season, and he didn't even play all 16 games. He had nine sacks, which I think a lot of people overlook, but then I looked at Danico Autry's stats, and I'm like, holy smokes, when this guy's on the field, I mean, he's a game changer. And so I think if Danico Autry can stay on the field, he will definitely be a Pro Bowler for sure, and he could even be an All-Pro player. But it's all up to Danico Autry, and it's all up to his body and how he feels there. Okay, so for the next one, 
Shifting to the linebackers, Darius Leonard will be better in 2019 than he was in 2018. Now, we know Darius Leonard obviously had a historic season in 2018. He's a first-team All-Pro, should have made the Pro Bowl. I mean, he was everywhere. And uh, defensive rookie rookie of the year as well. And, and so how in the world could he do that, I guess, Derek? Do you think it's fact or fiction? Now, as... Crazy as this sounds coming out of me, I think everyone's kind of uh, listened to the responses of me so far and thought, this guy's being on the conservative side. Well, this time, I'm going to go with fact. This one might surprise some people. I looked at his stats and I saw, obviously, we know the 163 tackles, but only 111 of those were solo tackles. Now, I firmly believe that uh, Darius Leonard can actually beat that number and can still make those forced fumbles that he had. And obviously he was, uh, he had a few plays where he was very disruptive in the pass coverage that we've seen again from the Dallas game and the Texans games where he was uh, guarding Deandre Hopkins on the inside. Now I think that is, it, it would be astounding to me if he does, but I do believe he will because I think he's hungry. I think he is, just wanting to prove to everyone again what, that he was a Pro Bowl, he was snubbed from the Pro Bowl, and that he deserves to be the guy. We talked about it in one of our first podcasts together that he wants to be the MVP of the league. Well, what we saw from last year, Darius Leonard, when he says something, he's going to go out and tr- do his absolute best to do it. So I think it is fact that Darius Leonard will be better next season than he was in 2018. Man, bringing out the big statements, man. I love it. Darius Leonard, man. I, you know, I thought he had obviously a phenomenal season, like you mentioned. I mean, I think he broke the Colts tackling record. So this guy was all over the field for the Colts. But I think some things that Darius Leonard could clean up, and I think he will clean up, are like you mentioned, I think he could get more tackles. I think he could, you know, he was obviously a playmaker for the Colts. I think he can make even more plays in 2019. I think maybe he can improve a little bit in his coverage. I know that's something that was really exposed in the Kansas City game. Um, And so I think there's little things that Darius Leonard can and will improve on because like we've mentioned in this podcast, Darius Leonard is a guy that's a relentless worker. He's a guy that never is satisfied with where he's at. He's always wanting to improve. And so I think that he may not statistically because it's very, very hard to improve on that. But I think I'm going to go with fact simply because I think Darius Leonard overall will be a better player, a more well-rounded linebacker in 2019. Okay, for the next one here, staying with the linebackers, Anthony Walker is the Colts' most underrated player. I believe I responded to the question very clearly in on Twitter earlier this afternoon. Uh, yes, I do believe Anthony Walker is the most underrated player uh, on the Colts roster. There are so many people that were saying, this man just had... He may not even make the 53-man roster. I looked at the numbers. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I do remember them saying that Darius Leonard, I think it said that Darius Leonard and Anthony Walker were the two of only three linebackers to have 100 tackles, and then uh, it was something else in pass incompletions or whatever. But regardless of the stats, they were a dynamic duo last year. People may not recognize it just because of eye test from Anthony Walker, but one thing you don't, you look down at the numbers and you see what he did, he obviously played his heart out and he and he obviously gets such high praise from Darius Leonard for good reason. 
I, I didn't like Anthony Walker at first, but I think that those few seasons of him getting that experience ahead of time before Darius Leonard came in and all these other guys, I think he's naturally gotten better as time has gone along. I do believe that Anthony Walker doesn't get the credit he deserves. I think that he is the most underrated player on the Colts roster. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you, Derek. I would definitely 100% say that that's fact. Because go back to the New York Giants game. When the Colts played the Giants, they were fighting for a playoff spot, and Anthony Walker was inactive. I mean, Eli Manning tore up this Colts defense. And uh, (laughs) newsflash, Eli Manning is not the greatest quarterback, at least at the moment. No disrespect to what Manning has done. But Eli Manning did not really he's not a quarterback that you should really fear if you're the Colts and so uh but you saw that without Anthony Walker the Colts defense was pretty confused I mean the Colts really didn't know they weren't in the right positions and when Anthony Walker's out there I mean he makes sure that these guys are in the correct positions and like you mentioned he's a solid player as well he can do a lot for you he's a he's a captain of that defense and I think that obviously I think the Colts defense really rides or dies with Anthony Walker because He's the guy. He's the guy that's out there directing traffic. He's the guy that's out there making sure that this defense is in positioned in in the best position to make plays. And so, I think Anthony Walker for me is the definitely the most underrated player on the Colts defense, and a player that I think a lot of people didn't really know what to expect from Walker. I mean, he was drafted in 2017, and so uh, he he'd only been in the league for a year previous to this year, and so. I uh, didn't get a lot of playing time in 2017, but you know he came on strong in 2018, and I think that he helped Darius Leonard a lot. You know, like you mentioned, Darius Leonard has such high praise for Anthony Walker, and I think Anthony Walker really helped him learn the ropes of being an NFL linebacker. And so I think he's such a valuable guy to this defense, such a valuable guy to this locker room, and obviously such a valuable guy to Darius Leonard and his development. Okay, so for the next one. We're going to go look at the defensive backs now, and we'll start with probably my favorite defensive back on the Colts, Malik Hooker, and here is the statement, fact or fiction, Malik Hooker will have a breakout Pro Bowl caliber season. Now, this question's a little difficult because you try to interact with how is the rest of the offenses that he faces going to do. Now, one thing I will mention ahead of time is Obviously, Malik Hooker says he feels just as good this year, coming into this year, as he ever has in his entire football career. He says even when he was at Ohio State, he has never felt this good physically and mentally, which is kind of crazy to think about given that a year and a half ago, this man had torn his ACL and he didn't know if he would ever really feel the same way again. But here he is now saying he feels as good as he's ever been. And with that clear conscience, makes you think, He doesn't have to worry about his injury anymore. He can strictly just focus on football. And obviously the offenses are going to continue to try and stay away from him. But a lot of people don't realize that he's a great tackler. He had a great amount of tackles last year. And obviously in coverage, he makes plays when he's anywhere near the ball. And in answer of your question, I don't think that he will quite have the st- the season statistically that will get him into the Pro Bowl. If Darius Leonard couldn't get in, even after a ridiculous season that he had, I don't think Malik Hooker will have statistically the kind of year that uh, everyone else wants him to. So I think it's going to be actually fiction for this one that Malik will have a breakout season. 
See, how could you do that to me, man? I love Malik Hooker, and you just tore down my argument. And <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Uh, so for Malik Hooker, I love Malik Hooker. I've mentioned this many times on this podcast and on Twitter and on social media. I love Malik Hooker. I love what he brings to the Colts, and I think that a lot of offenses, it'll be a good test, for, I think, for Malik Hooker this season, playing the different offenses, playing the more high-powered offenses this year, and seeing, you know, these teams will test Malik Hooker more. And so I'm going to say facts simply because I believe a lot in Malik Hooker, and I believe that, you know, with these quarterbacks that like to sling the ball down the field and go vertical more than the, the, the teams that the Colts played last season, I think Malik Hooker will get more chances more opportunities and I think that he's a ball hawk so I think he's going to get a lot more interceptions this season a lot more tip ball opportunities and so I think Malik Hooker will play himself and he'll really have a a breakout season I think he'll play himself into a pro bowler this year that so I'm going to say fact just simply because I believe in Malik Hooker and I think Malik Hooker finally believes in Malik Hooker in terms of his body and he feels right and he's not coming off a major injury he's had the entire offseason now to be uh, healthy and I think that's very valuable for for Malik Hooker and so I'm gonna say fact I'm gonna say fact okay so staying on the track of the defensive backs we're gonna stay at the safeties and we're gonna talk about Clayton Gathers next and here's the statement Derek Clayton Gathers will play himself into a multi-year contract that's a good one because you know you talk about Clayton Gathers age obviously he's 27 uh still right there in about his prime age right now definitely doesn't have to worry about the uh health about the health worries about the age and everything now regarding health that's pretty much the reason why he hasn't been extended for much of his career right now because again we even had it last year you know several games or at the start of the year he didn't really get to play that much And that's just been his kryptonite is just been the injuries just pile up kind of reminds me of Bob Sanders at times in regards to that. But I I will say this, that if he plays all 16 games, then he definitely could get himself an extension. I definitely believe so, because I don't think even though Chris Ballard definitely is trying to find that new uh, safety for in replace of Clayton Gathers, I still think he enjoys Clayton Gathers because Gathers is a leader. He's a captain. He's a great influence in the locker room. And that is exactly why it is that Chris Valor keeps him around. Now, do I think that he's going to be the starting safety after this year? I don't know. But in response to your question of if he's going to get play himself into an extension, I do think that is a fact that Clayton Gathers after this season, will play himself into another extension with the Colts. Yeah, I think the biggest question is, how long will that be extension? Is it going to be a two- to three-year extension, or is it going to be another prove-it deal, one-year extension? And so I guess that's all up to Gathers and all up to how he holds up in the 2019 season. And so it'll be interesting to see Gathers because Chris Ballard has voiced his love for Clayton Gathers. I mean, Colts fans everywhere, I think, for the majority, really like Clayton Gathers. They just wish that he could stay healthy. And so that's the biggest thing. Can Clayton Gathers stay healthy? And I think that's that's the deal with a lot of these players is can they stay healthy? And if they can, then they can be effective. But it all comes down to the health aspect of it. And so, yeah, okay, so staying with the defensive backs, we're going to now look at the cornerbacks. So the first question is, Rock Yassin will be a starter at some point in 2019. 
I believe that this is a fact. I think that the Colts drafted him at this spot for a reason. Uh, obviously, in the first two picks of the second round, I think they drafted him for a reason for that to be that solidified role. Obviously, that third corner spot is definitely a spot that Quincy Wilson and some other names are brought in. But Rocky Singh comes into mind with it because he is a strong guy and it just the characteristics and the way this guy plays is so personified by what Frank Reich and Chris Ballard want in a player. He's fast. He's hard hitting. He's a, a lovable personality. He just gets after it. And that is the kind of player I love. And I love the, uh, everybody brings up, you know, how he was a wrestler in high school and how that helps him with his tackling, which I don't know if a lot of people quite realize how effective that is. And I think that's one thing that the Colts have for several years have always been big on is tackling, you know, cause we have had some years with Andrew Luck where we have wondered how does this team not know how to tackle at times? And I think that for a bit is a big reason why Chris Ballard took a chance on this kid. And with the cornerback positions being as open as they are with the Colts, even now, I think that it is a fact that at some point during this season, Rockison is definitely going to be a starting corner for the Colts. Yeah, as a former wrestler myself, I can definitely confirm that wrestling does help you with the tackling technique. I mean, I was a guy that, you know, was a multi-sport athlete. I wrestled in high school and I also played football. And so I think that wrestling definitely helps in an advantage. And it also really goes on par with the, how the Colts view their corners and what they want from their corners. I mean, they, they want guys who are willing tacklers in the box. And so uh, I think Rocky Asin will really challenge for a lot of playing time. Um, I don't know if he'll... Oh, it's going to be tough because the Colts just have such a deep corner group. And I just I love what I saw from Quincy Wilson um, near the end of the year there and even the middle of the year when uh, he started to really come on. I, I thought that Quincy Wilson played a very, very big role for this for the Colts defense. And Chris Ballard's even voiced how much he likes Quincy Wilson. And now Quincy Wilson really from his rookie year to now has really changed his body in a lot of ways. And he he's very uh, position flexible, so he can do a lot of different things for the Colts. And so, um, but I'm going to say Rocky Hassin definitely, I, I would say fact, just because I think he's so talented. I think he's a guy that's really good at man-to-man coverage, which is something that Colts will have to ask their corners to do. I mean, they play a lot of zone coverage, or they played it last year. But, I mean, we saw it going back to that Kansas City game. Sorry to bring up old wounds. But, I mean, the, we saw it where the Colts were playing zone, and the Chiefs just kind of tore him apart. Patrick Mahomes had time, and he just kind of dinked and dunked and tore the Colts' defense apart. And so... I think the important thing is if the Colts can get guys like Rocky Asin who are very good at man coverage. So when the time comes in the playoffs when you kind of have to be good at man coverage, uh, a guy like Rocky Asin can really can put him on a receiver and you don't have to worry about him. And so I will definitely say fact just because I like a lot of things that Rocky Asin brings to the Colts. Um, obviously, he's a very tough player. He he leads by example. He's not a big talker. And so I think that's exactly what the Colts want in their defense. And so, okay, so... Staying with the corner group here, like I mentioned, this is probably the deepest position on the Colts roster, not even not just the defense, but on the entire roster. And so here's the next factor fiction. The Colts will keep six corners on their roster. This is interesting just because, like you brought it up, it, it's definitely a big position, a deep position for the Colts. And one thing we've kind of seen in, throughout the last few years that your corner group can never have too much depth, in my opinion. It It's one of those positions that 
Unfortunately, injuries happen, but when they do happen, it is so important to have good corners, and it's very important to make sure that you have guys that can step in and do that. And they have a couple of guys who are fighting for that last spot on the corner spot where I don't know if Ballard and Reich actually want to say, let's get rid of them because I think they they fight, they fight so close together for that spot and they're, they're so compatible in so many ways. So I think... I think this one will be a fact that the Colts will keep six cornerbacks for this upcoming season, just simply because of the cornerback depth and how important it is and how close some of these bottom end guys of our corners are, how close they are together in talent. Yeah, I think so too. I'm going to say fact on this one, but the question remains, and I was trying to do some roster crunching to look at who the Colts would keep on their 53 man I mean, man, it's so hard because it's like, who do you cut? I mean, the Colts have, you look at even their safeties, like they got Malik Hooker, Clayton Gethers, Matthias Farley, George Odom, who they really like. And then they drafted Kari Willis. So you have to think they'll keep probably five guys, five safeties. And so where is the position that you cut? And, you know, we've talked about how deep this Colts corner position is. And so it's like, do the Colts keep more corners? Do they keep more safeties? Does it impact the defensive line, which is very deep as well, or the linebackers? I know they drafted a lot of linebackers. So it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to say fact, just because the Colts can't afford, I don't think, to just let this talent walk. I mean, they're obviously going to cut a good player, but I think when you got a guy like Jalen Collins, you got a guy like Nate Hairston who's, who have played good football in this league. I mean, and you got a guy like Chris Milton, who's a special teams ace, um, one, probably one of the best special teams players on the Colts. I mean, these guys are valuable pieces for your football team, and these guys can win you football games. And so I think the Colts will probably try to keep as many corners as they can simply because there's a lot of talent there. All right, and finally, we're going to talk about the Colts' pass rushers really fast. The first guy is a guy that was brought over in free agency, Justin Houston, and here's the statement. Justin Houston will have double-digit sacks in 2019. Fact or fiction? This is a tough one because, obviously, again, it depends on his usage. Uh, I, I think a lot of Colts fans agree with me on Twitter that the 50 to 60% is realistically the usage rate that the Colts will most likely use him at. Uh, but it depends on how far they go into the postseason. Obviously, that takes into account as well. But you also have to take into consideration that while he was in Kansas City for a majority of his career, he was playing as a hybrid between a defensive end and a linebacker. So he was spending a little less time focusing on the on the uh, pass rushing aspect of it all. Now, can he go back to some of the great seasons that he's had? I don't think so. But if Danico Autry could get nine sacks last year, then I don't see why Justin Houston couldn't do it, especially over a span of so many games and considering that is his specialty. So I think this will be a fact that Justin Houston will get at least 10 sacks for the Colts in this 2019 season. Yeah, I'm going to go right around 12 to 13 sacks, around there. Um, So I'm going to say fact as well. I think Justin Houston is such a good player. I mean, he's not super old i mean he turned 30 but he's still a guy that's got a little bit of juice left and i think he's motivated now and one thing that we've talked about on this podcast derek is 
you know, now that he's in the 4-3 and not in that Kansas City 3-4 like last year, he's not going to be asked to do as much. He's going to simply be a pass rusher, which I think will really be good for him because it'll keep him fresh for one. And the Colts have a lot of pass rushers for two. And I think that Justin Houston, I think he just really likes this role of just having his hand in the dirt. And I think he'll be very, very effective for the Colts. And, you know, he won't necessarily be required to be on the field, you know, a three-down defensive line player, I think that the Colts will use him specifically for pass rush specialties. Maybe he'll play some rundowns, but I think the Colts can afford to give him some rest and take him off the field at certain points. And so I think that he's going to be more effective simply because he's more fresh. Okay, the next one was a second-round pick of the Colts this year. Ben Banigou will be a starter in 2019. What do you think? For me, I think this is fiction. Uh, I think that with Justin Houston and Jabal Sheard, I think that these two have solidified themselves as the cornerstone defensive ends for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, p- pending injuries, obviously, we know Benegu probably is one of those guys that could step into that role. But I did think, uh, after hearing what the Colts coaches have been saying, that they're thinking of possibly making Benegu that same hybrid role that Justin Houston had for a little while while he was in Kansas City, you know, as a guy who could be a defensive end and possibly a linebacker. He could play in different schemes, all this kind of stuff. I just don't think that, because what you get in Jabal Shear, you don't get as much of a pass rusher, but you get a guy who's a great run defender. He's a guy that definitely sets edges. He's very powerful when he uh, sets his mind to get to the running back. So I think that is why the Colts continue to keep him there because he is a solidified run stopper on the defensive end. So I think it'll be fiction that Benegu will be a starter on the defensive line for the Colts this next season. Okay, the next one. The Colts will have more Pro Bowlers in 2019 than they did in 2018. I think this is a fact because just for simply how many of these players that they have that could potentially do it. Obviously, Andrew Luck's going to have his year. He most likely will be a pro bowler. You obviously have Darius Leonard. If he has anything to the kind of season that he had last year, he will definitely be one. And if, like you said, if Malik Hooker does somehow do it, Malik has that chance. And definitely one of our defensive linemen have a chance if they get some good outings. Offensive line play, if what we think the offensive line's going to do is any indication then we could possibly have two or three guys go to the uh go to the pro bowl as well and you know any one of the receivers that we have has a chance pending the numbers that they get so i think that it is a fact that the colts will have more players this next season going to the pro bowl than they did in 2018 all right for the next question and the final question the colts will make it further in the playoffs in 2019 I think that that is plausible. Uh, obviously, we know that they're much deeper this year than they have been. Their offense is going to be just as good, if not better, which I think is was the question in Kansas City. Why were they not as good? Obviously, we had some. Uh, we obviously were a little short stacked with the offensive weapons, at, not as compared to this year. And obviously, the defense is going to be a little better with Darius Leonard having an extra year under the system. And all these other guys having that uh, going as well. I think ultimately 
The biggest challenges are going to be, again, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and of course, if the Patriots are there. I do think that the the amount of great teams that are going to be in the in the AFC playoffs this year are a little or a little less talented this year. So I do think it is a fact that the Colts will finish farther in the playoffs in 2019 than they did in 2018. All right, and that concludes this podcast. Be sure to check back soon uh, for more Colts content and be sure to subscribe and like if you haven't already. And thanks, guys, and go Colts.